Let's put a smile on that face. And why so serious? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the Rough Cut Retrospective, uh, a podcast where two friends sit down and discuss, you know, movies, TV, pop culture, what have you, everything that's important in life, definitely the most important things in life. And uh, today I'm joined by a good pal of mine. He is the, uh, the Joker to my Batman it's Jackson McHuron. Hello, Jackson. What's the difference between you and me, Carter? I'm not wearing hockey pants. And, uh, that was great. <laughs> wow. Dude, I just watched this movie uh, a week ago, so not even, Perfect. so I'm, I'm ready. But hey, how about that smooth transition? Um, I'm Carter, by the way. Um, and Hello. today is a very special episode, Jackson. Is it? Tell um, me why. Well, I'll tell you why. So... You know, this past weekend, for those that don't know, was uh, my uh, Sweet 16. Um, no, it was my 24th birthday. Wow. Um, I know, right? They grow really, up so fast. We're over the hill now, and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> and, um, you know, for those that know me, they know that um, I love a certain movie um, very, very much. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to, we'll talk more about it, why I love it later, but. Jackson was like, you know what, Carter, it was your birthday. So what episode do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? And I've been putting this off for a long time because I didn't want to blow my load per se um, <laughs> on our early episodes until the audience got to know me pretty well. But today we're doing it, Jackson. We're doing a Dark Knight retrospective. Wow. I know. And You um, are so in your bag today. I was about to say, yeah. I've, I watched this movie once with you uh, back in Bloomington one time, and oh. you quoted like the whole movie while we watched it. <laughs> so, um, so you had a terrible time watching it with it me. It wasn't – I was more in awe of you being able to do it, and I'd already <laughs> seen it, so it wasn't a big deal. But I was like, man, he's just – he's really committed to quoting this entire movie, and, and you did it. It was impressive. Man, listen, you know, it's, it's, my, it's my party trick, I suppose. I get yeah. like five minutes in, and then everyone's like, shut up. And I'm like, okay, um, but we'll we'll talk more about my love for this movie and why I do all this uh, later. But just so everyone knows, I am going to be in my bag this episode, and just just get ready. Um, I have minimal notes for this conversation, and it's all off the top of the dome, so it's going to be it. wonderful. But uh, Jackson, first, let's get into let's get into some business here, huh? Tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What are you into this week? My good friend. I watched two movies, one for the first time and one on a rewatch. I rewatched The Dark Knight Rises because I had recently watched The Dark Knight. So I didn't want to watch it again for the podcast. I figured I kind of knew what was going down. Sure. Um, But I checked that one out again and it's like better than I remember. Uh, But it's also like 40 minutes too long probably. It's it's, it's insanely long. It's so long and Batman's like not really there for a lot of it i don't know it's not <laughs> no, like he leaves yeah he pieces out. i do love joseph gordon levitt and uh anne hathaway in it though and there's no michael kane which is a big bummer huge um, bummer right and, yeah and commissioner gordon isn't nearly as interesting um in this yeah movie either. everyone kind of plays a lesser role and which is kind Every, of a big yeah, bummer 
everyone's kind of a bummer of themselves. It's like, oh, let's take all these cool characters and make them like washed up for the whole movie. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's so it's so interesting. (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises is because like in a trilogy, usually you have the middle movie that kind of unwinds everything. And then like, the big resolution in the final movie and like the Dark Knight really isn't almost really like that because it's like really dark (laughs) at Mm -hmm. times. And it's, it's just very fascinating. Um, what's funny about that movie well one tom hardy's physicality is absolutely insane and i actually do appreciate it more yeah his voice choice is like terrible and like the audio mixing for his voice is really weird to me (laughs) um it's almost like he's talking behind the camera at times it's very weird tom hardy just loves to be in masks for movies it's so weird um also the character is normally not white so that's like a little odd but whatever i guess um also yeah the fight between like the cops and like the like bane liberators or whatever you want to call them is like (laughs) with like batman and bane fighting like in that scene is like the worst background fighting i think i've ever seen in a movie (laughs) um i didn't point it out to abby because it would have ruined like it would have made the movie even worse for her like she did not like it um yeah which is yeah it, it, it it's not good um but overall i think i had some good fun with it but yeah yeah that was kind of fun but on a better rewatch or on a better watch for the first uh-huh. time i checked out 2001 a space odyssey oh and wow carter that yeah. movie's awesome did oh my I, god i think i also checked this out for the first time during covid um yeah so 2020 like wow what a movie huh i had known a little bit about it i didn't I knew that, like, there was, like, the famous bone scene where, like, the monkey throws the bone in the air. And then, like, it's a ship, like, transition, which is really cool. Yeah. I did not know there was 30 minutes of uh, monkeys, <laughs> like, in the, in the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, they really, they really slimmed just, that down, don't I they? I was just checking my watch being like, man, this is, like, We're still this has going. been going on for a while. <laughs> um, which is cool. And, um, like, the final, like, 30 minutes is also really weird. Um, oh, yeah. And I didn't know what to think of the movie, but then I watched a couple, like, video essay discussions about it and, and like, some behind-the-scenes, like, stuff. Like, they interviewed a bunch of, like, like George Lucas and Spielberg about what this movie meant to them, and it was really cool. Mm. But then I read this article that I linked to you about yeah. – uh, it's one of the guys who, who worked on, on the movie, and he has, like, this whole, like – it's called Moon Watcher. Like, it's, like, a diary entry about the, the production of the film. Uh-huh. And what I was really interested in when I found this article was I was looking because in the first 30 minutes, there's a leopard that like attacks a chimpanzee. And I knew that like the the monkey men were like they were like mimes that like went and studied like animals at the zoo and learned to move like them, which was I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, cool. But that that uh, monkey that got attacked was actually like a trainer who had been training with this jaguar and this lion and they were going to choose which one they wanted and i thought that was kind of cool like so he actually got like play attacked by the uh, jaguar and uh kubrick told everyone like in interviews and stuff that um they plated the background actors in afterwards and like post-production but in the in the uh memoir it was like oh no we were there and it was terrifying (laughs) like it was really scary um which is kind of funny and then they also talked about um how like there was a zebra that you see the leopard like eating oh, yeah. sort of or just kind of sitting with and it was just a dead horse that they painted <laughs> to look like a zebra it's, it's which is crazy <laughs> and then the article also mentioned how um they uh 
how they had a scene where they were going to kill a lion, like for real. Like they were going to film them killing an actual lion and that was going to be in the movie. But like, luckily they cut it out, which is like kind of, kind of good for the most part. 60s man. You could do anything you wanted. That's okay. That's what's craziest about this movie. I think is like how it, this movie came out before the moon landing, um, which is insane to me. Because it is some of the most amazing, and I'm sure that maybe they upped it, like they remastered it or something for HBO Max or something. But like, it looks so good. Like oh, the stuff yeah. they were doing was fantastic. The like practical effects of the uh, spinning of the sets to get like the like the zero gravity effects. Oh yeah, uh, the, like walking on the walls and stuff is like so cool. Yeah, the um, second act of the movie like blows you away. Like, the second act the, is like the best for sure. Yeah, all the Hal stuff is yeah. Like, is amazing um, and how oh how just being like i'm afraid like that's like the scariest and then him singing as he like powers down so freaky um bone I chilling it, it was good. It's so good, good. and the score it's maybe one of the best scores of like a movie i've seen recently i was like wow this iconic is so cool. score yeah so iconic yeah people might really not fun. know that it's from 2001 space odyssey but yeah it is. exactly yeah it, it was a, a really fun uh psychedelic experience at times um oh, yeah. it was very cool but yeah what, that's what i was into this week what's your favorite uh space movie directed by kubrick is it 2001 or the moon landing <laughs> okay <laughs> i talked about this with abby because the because i i don't believe that the moon landing was faked by the way like it's like literally impossible Hot based take, off of wow. like they put they put uh like reflector panels on the moon that like you have to bounce like high-grade space lasers off like the russians um admitted defeat and of all people to like believe it was a conspiracy would be them so like if they don't believe it then we're probably good you know um <laughs> but it took the filming well first of all like he would have to be filming a space odyssey and the moon landing at the same time but it did take four years to make 2001 a space odyssey so i'm sure some conspiracy theorists could be like see he was doing they both movies at the same time and it's Golly. like okay i don't think that's the case like at all um i really don't no, I think I think we're safe to say that the Rough <laughs> Retrospective is a pro. We went to the moon stance here. We went to the moon, everybody. So, anyway, but. don't let Buzz Aldrin punch you in the face on the street. So yeah, yeah. All right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, 2001. Check it out if you haven't seen it's it. It's very fun. It, it's an 80 year old movie. Go check it out. Um, it's cr- it's cr- literally okay. Another fact that is crazy. It is closer in age to the invention of the computer than it is today. Like, to present day. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that movie is so old. <laughs> but, man, it's, it's awesome. It's amazing. Check it out. Uh, we should do a Kubrick episode. That would be great. That would be very fun. I would like that um, a lot. Anyway, what did I watch? Um, I watched The Dark Knight. We'll get to that later. Um, nice. But um, I went to the theaters and checked out Candyman. Um, Ooh, tell me about it. I, um, I really liked it. Um, if anyone doesn't know what Candyman is, it's obviously a remake of 1992's Candyman, which I haven't seen. Have you seen the OG Candyman? No, I, I have not. Okay. So from what I gathered from the original to the new one is that this one takes place in the neighborhood that was in the first one in Chicago. Cool. Um, it's like a neighborhood in Chicago, but it's been gentrified in this version. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's a very interesting setting initially. 
Um, so then like, you know, the, this guy, the main character, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, shout out, mm-hmm. um, I think our Black Panther that we cast last yes. week, mm-hmm. um, plays the, plays the protagonist and he exposes the true story behind Candyman. Um, and he unleashes Candyman and what, what have you and things unravel. Um, I first want to say that, um, the filmmaking is awesome. Um, okay. Nia DaCosta directed this, um, and there's so many like Candyman's whole shtick is like mirrors, like you can see him in mirrors. Yeah. And the things they do with mirrors in the movie to like make you a little spooked and like the filmmaking and all of it and the cinematography is really cool. So that was really cool. Um, the screenplay uh, is also excellent because Jordan Peele obviously assisted in it, um, and it definitely feels like a Jordan Peele project. Where, like, it feels like it has humor at times, mm-hmm. but then it's also, like, it has really cool moments where it's really self-aware in, like, debunking horror movie tropes. Like, there's, like, a door that leads to a basement, and then, like, the character will be like, no, and then just won't go down there. <laughs> nice. Like, so that was really fun. And, like, the story and the message is, like, kind of powerful. Um cool. Even though it's sometimes they, like, very verbatim and bluntly without any subtleties, like tell you what the message is. Yeah. But I still kind of like the idea because it's like, it puts the story in the framework of like race and gentrification. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was sick. I had a good time in the theater and it was fun um, with people being like, no, don't do that. And they didn't do it in the movie. Like the characters were pretty smart, which was fun. Um, and my last note on it is unfortunately Jackson for you and I also, we both talked about how we love and Abby, I think uh, we loved the moment in the trailer where like he does the thing with the painting where he's like, ah, yeah, that does not happen in the final cut oh, of the movie. Boomer. Uh, <laughs> that was so funny. It makes me yeah. laugh every single time. Oh, it's yeah. So, good. so they took that out. I don't, I, not that I remember that moment. I feel like I would remember that moment. Um, but then I also didn't realize, and then here's my final note and then I'll move on. But, Yaya Abdul-Mateen is the main protagonist, but the female protagonist um, is Tiana Paris, who okay. plays Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. Oh, fun, fun, fun. And I she like was her. really good. She's really good. Um, cool. So I like her even more now. So shouts to them. But yeah, Candyman, check it out. I really liked it. Booyah. Booyah. That's fun. Say it. Say it five times right now, Jackson. You won't. Uh, maybe. You say it with me. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. Candyman. Okay, yeah, I, I'm soft, whatever. Candyman. No, are you looking in a mirror? Candyman. <gasps> Candyman. Oh, God. Candyman. Oh, he did it. Okay, well, everyone, thank you for hey, listening to Hey, everybody, I'm the, the Candyman. I'm doing the rest of the podcast. Oh, nice. Could you do that, Candyman? I just killed Jackson. He's dead. Nice. You sound really familiar. And Dumb similar bit. to Jackson. Anyways. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, anyway, tune in next week when Jackson is dead and won't be on the podcast. So that'll mm-hmm, be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Okay, Jackson, should we move on? Yes. Let's to news flash. You think you're too cool for school, but I got a news flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't news. What you got, Jackson? I have three ish headlines. Yeah, I have, I have just a couple uh, small ones. I, I kind of want to get the funny one out of the way that uh, we briefly talked about in a, in a group chat before uh, the podcast, and that is Joe Rogan of Spotify Podcast fame. 
has COVID. Uh, Tough. He, which is, uh, it's a little ironic considering he's been in the new, I don't know if we've talked about this, but he's been in the news a couple months past, like talking about how young people probably shouldn't get the vaccine. They probably don't even need it. And then he immediately walked back after facing backlash and like, he continued to have on people who uh, didn't take COVID seriously and would give their opinions on stuff when they weren't medical prof- professionals or even close to it and yes. would give advice that was very iffy. Anyways, mm. Joe Rogan has COVID, but Bummer. the highlight of it, I thought, was <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the weird thing is Joe Rogan, the uh, the one and only, is taking... The drug called uh, Ifer, what is it? Ife, Ivermet, how do you say it? Ivermectrin? Uh, Mectrin. Uh, Ivermectrin. That's what it yes. is. He's taking Ivermectrin, which is a uh, dewormer medication for horses <laughs> um, <laughs> that you don't get at a, you do not get at a, at a pharmacy. You get it at a, uh, what is it? Like a rural king? Like you get it at one of oh, those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a great establishment <laughs> and like like places like that have had to put up signs and stuff being like if you buy this you have to prove that you own a horse <laughs> like i don't know if you've seen signs like that but it's like you must <laughs> show us a picture of you with your horse if you want to buy ivermectin <laughs> so um, it's like proof of vaccination you need proof of yeah horse. <laughs> <laughs> so joe rogan uh the the man ape himself uh the fighting legend the what is it he he has like a deprivation tank yes like the, yeah. the senses uh oh, yeah. thingy. he's got it the, all. he's a weirdo um to put it lightly i guess but yeah he's putting horse dewormer in his body because he has covid because he's yeah. a dumb dumb yeah, anyways I'm sure it's not gonna have any re- <laughs> side effects for him so good for him i've read some like horror stories of people getting like really 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 sick from this horse dewormer do not take it uh i hope none of our fans list like that are listening do that <laughs> Obviously, do not do that. Consult your doctors. Um, and Don't not consult a Joe horse Rogan. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's one of my stories. What do you got? Big bummer for them. Um, Big bummer. Uh, mine is uh, funny as well, just in a in a sadder co- uh, construct of just pop entertainment and just making sequels to things that I guess were kind of successful. Jungle Cruise is getting a sequel, everyone. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Yes, okay. already Disney has greenlit it, and Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are returning. Um, cool. So I guess good for them, I guess. Um, didn't really care for Jungle Cruise that much, um, but, you know, I guess it made money, so why not? We'll make a sequel. Screw Who do you want to show up in it? Um, uh, 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 Christ- Kirsten Dunst. Let's Perfect. have Kirsten Dunst show up because Jesse Plemons was yes. in the last Is one. Is that your next story? Uh, no. How about you? Oh. You lead into it though, because this isn't one of my headlines. Okay, this isn't one of my headlines, but my mind was blown to learn that Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst are together. They have a baby. Oh, is that your news that you didn't know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> I did you know that? For, yeah. Really? Um, That's very they've been odd. Married for. I'm going to tell you right now, and you're going to feel really Do foolish. It. Um, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst. Have been married. Oh, um, they've been engaged for over four years. So oh, I guess wow. they aren't married. Get on with it, Jesse. Anyways. Yeah, geez. But they have um, a kid. Another, 
<laughs> Another one of my headlines is uh, a trailer for a uh, remake of a French film called My Son Dropped, starring James McAvoy, our boy, our, our fan boy. cast for Loki from oh, last Loki. week. Um, and it, the trailer looked fine. It kind of reminded me of like Prisoners, but like not as interesting. However, they are doing something with this that I found very fascinating that I thought I'd let you know. Oh. James McAvoy does not know the script of this movie. He what? has no lines, but all the other actors do, and he is doing a completely improvised performance. Oh, now that's kind of sick, and hopefully he it is, actually works. Yeah, he is reacting to the story in real time as he acts uh, to that's these actors. Insane. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, when does I don't know this how it's going to turn out. Uh, I think it comes out uh, September. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, on board. So, like, this month. I had no yeah. idea about and that. And it's coming to Peacock, I believe. I have that. Shout out yeah, Peacock. Yeah, you do. So look for that. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's really cool. I'm definitely into that. That'll be... Wow. Okay. Sure. James McAvoy. What a mm-hmm. guy. Um, What do I got here? Oh, speaking of... Oh, that's not speaking of Peacock. But speaking of streaming services, kind of, uh, Paramount has a streaming service. So here's what Paramount's been up to, Jackson. Ooh, okay. Um, Paramount has decided to move their entire release schedule for the rest of 2021 to 2022. Um, wow. Okay. This is now you may think that's a lot of movies. It's not that many. Um, it's only three movies. Technically. Um, first one is top gun Maverick. I know you've been really excited for yeah. top gun Maverick. Um, yeah. Um, that was supposed to come out on Thanksgiving. Um, that was moved to Memorial day, 2022. That's even better, so, though. That's a better day. I think so. Um, that seems like a nice summer Memorial Day hype play. That's a good movie. Top Gun feel. Yes. Like, that's a good vibe. For I like Gun. that. But then the backlash of this, then, is that Mission Impossible 7, another Tom Cruise joint, was supposed uh-huh. to be released on Memorial Day of 2022. That's been pushed back now to September 30th of 2022. Oh, wow. That's a big pushback. Okay. Uh-huh. And... uh the third film is Jackass Forever. No. Which is a big bummer because shamelessly I was kind of looking forward to going to the theaters <laughs> and watching this. Um, that's getting pushed to February of 2022. And then finally, the saddest of all, and you and I can mourn the loss of this because a, a date has not been announced yet. Clifford the Big Red Dog. No, my boy. They're going to put been, him down. Has been pushed back. TBA. He may be. The he went up to a the, farm in upstate New York. Yeah, he ran away, okay? <laughs> um, so very sad. Um, it seems like every other studio right now is staying strong in their release schedule for the year, but who knows if this is a, a wave that we're not yet seeing of studios pushing some ish back right now. But as of now, everything's still on course, but I don't know, man. Getting some COVID vibes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, did, so did they say exactly why? Was it just, like, for, like, health reasons? Or, I mean, obviously these movies are pretty much under underperforming in, like, theatrical Well, yeah, they say it's due to COVID concerns, um, but... Concerns think, with our money is what they yeah. say. Yeah, hey-oh, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the implied factor yeah. here that, like, movies are really underperforming um, in COVID times, clearly. And the streaming bundle of it all is playing a factor, is at least for Warner Brothers. Um, I'm just, and I'm, the Paramount Plus deal is weird too, because the Quiet Place Part Two had like a 
they went through John Krasinski and Emily Blunt went through a, a time with that. Cause like it went to Paramount plus quicker than assumed. Um, oh yeah. There's like a lawsuit, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yes or no. I don't know what the deal with that is, but, but yeah, so we'll just uh, keep an eye on that and see if anything else gets delayed. If I have to wait another freaking year for Dune, I'm going to lose my brain. So we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're I think we're locked in, but Paramount said, "No thanks." Um I guess they don't want to put Clifford the Big Red Dog up for best picture this year, so I whatever. Guess that's we'll fair. next year. <laughs> um yeah. But you got one more, Jackson? I got two quick ones. Uh, Venom 2, Let There, Let there Be Carnage, has gotten an official rating of PG-13, which I was uh, surprised because I thought last one, the last one was rated R, but I looked it up. It's also PG-13, and I just misremembered. But yeah, oh. so it's the same thing. Uh, carnage very is going to cool. be not very carnage He's not going to be cool at all. Shoot. Um, anyways, and then the final thing is that the second DC Fandom event that was a pretty pretty good success last year with COVID and stuff for DC Comics and Warner uh-huh. Brothers uh, will be returning in October, and they have announced that there will be a new trailer for the Batman, a sneak peek <sighs> of the Flash movie, um, and then we'll see our first look at Black Adam, a new content from the DC League of Super Pets uh, movie or show or something like that. Super Pets. And uh, behind-the-scenes looks at Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. So, yeah, nice. that's pretty fun, too. Yes, yeah, I saw they just wrapped Shazam! Fury of the Gods mm-hmm. filming, so yeah. that's hype. And I I'm really excited for that. Are we getting a Peacemaker uh, sneak peek of anything? Or? I imagine they released a, a poster for it um, oh, this cool. week. Um, it's just basically his hand out of a car window. It's it's nothing insane. Although there's oh, okay. he has a pet eagle in the back seat, which is kind of cool. Oh, so nice. we'll see what Very happens. Nice. With that. Maybe we'll get a sneak peek with that too. But, Very nice. But yeah. Um, I just have two quick ones. Um, it's Go in on. honor and in remembrance. Um, the first one is our guy Ed Asner died this week. Yes. Uh, at age ninety one. Um, hell of a life. Um, everyone will probably know him from Up. Mm-hmm. Um, as Carl Fredrickson, uh, obviously a star of the Mary Tyler Moore show, show mm-hmm. as well. Um, he was Santa Claus and Elf. Hey, yes. Um So, yes, wonderful work from Ed Asner, and he will be missed dearly. Up is one of my all-time faves. Um, Do and you want to know a weird thing about Ed Asner really quick? Please hit me with it. So, uh, at my old job uh, in Muncie, we were uh-huh. supposed to host him doing a political play. That was coming okay. here, like coming to Muncie like a couple weeks ago. And I guess they didn't sell enough tickets and it never ended up happening. Like nobody wanted to see Ed oh. Asner uh, play, like do this political. He plays God and he talks like it's like God during an election year or something. And so like wow. it's like him narrating like these two. It's like it looks like for old people basically. But it's kind of sad that like they didn't sell any tickets and then he just died later. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. Wow. Um, he could have had his last performance, like acting performance in, in Muncie, Muncie, Indiana, but, uh, wow. maybe it yeah. was for the best. It, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. Um, so shout outs to him. We'll miss shout you out dearly. to Ed. Um, and then finally last Saturday, uh, marked one year since we lost Chadwick Boseman. Oh, wow. Um, so I had to, wanted to acknowledge that. And uh, I re- I watched uh, Get On Up for the first time where he plays James Brown. And cool. my my God, the dude could act. I mean, geez, what a talent. Miss him dearly as well. So shouts to him. And uh, and that's our news, Jackson, unless you got anything else. That is it for me. Amazing.
Well, Perfect. let's take <laughs> a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll listen to Carter and Jackson talk about The Dark Knight. And we're back wow. for a segment I know we like to call. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Um, the time has come, Jackson, um, to be in a bag, so to speak. Um, we're going to talk about the seminal movie, 2008, Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. And here we go. This city deserves a better class of criminal. I'm gonna give it to him. No! You'll see. I'll show you. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And, um... I'm very excited. I don't know. I'm kind of, uh... I'm kind of antsy. Like I'm kind of standing up in my seat right now. I feel like wow. I should be standing this whole <laughs> You're time. You're so excited. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I first want to ask you, Jackson, um, why did we pick this movie? Other than that I love it so much. But why? what, what does this movie mean to you? Oh, I was going to say, because it's your birthday and we do what you want for your birthday. Um, oh. This movie, to me, um, hmm. I saw this movie in theaters as a child uh, when it came out in, what, 2008? Eight, yeah. Um, this movie struck fear into me as a child. I closed <laughs> yes. my eyes for most of it. Um, mm-hmm. The Joker freaked me out. Harvey Dent especially freaked me out uh, when he became Two-Face. Like, oh, it was disgusting. I, as a child, I, <laughs> I, I covered my eyes. And I watched Batman Begins with my dad. Like, I thought that movie was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Knight scared me as a kid. Uh, but then, uh, as I got older, I got to check it out again, and I really loved it. It was so, at the time, it was the, it was like the genre redefinition of, yes. of superhero movies, which, uh, looking back on it, I talked about to Abby about this, I don't know if it's necessarily overall good. I think it was like an amazing spinoff of, of... Of, of subverting expectations for that genre by making it darker, by making it more grounded. Um, I don't know if the residual effects of it, of like everyone trying to emulate that kind of tone was good for those, like for that uh, type of movie. Yes, very but true. But it, it was definitely without a doubt influential for like the next, like literally till present day. Like, like, I, like the Joker movie is so heavily influenced in aesthetic and, and feeling from from these movies like there's no way we would have the joker movie if not for the dark knight you know like like it really spurred so many different tone like tonally similar films that were that are all really fun and stuff but just very different but yeah i like this movie a lot amazing performances that i'm sure we'll get into soon yes and yeah as a kid like like the joker was just so cool like yeah. he was just awesome I, yeah. <laughs> like Joaquin Phoenix, like everyone, like, like being obsessed with him, I was like, oh, that's so cringy, that's so like weird. But like, I just know that was me. Like, <laughs> you did the whenever, same thing. I did the yeah. same thing with like uh, Heath Ledger, you know. So like, who am oh, I to yeah. say? Who am I to yeah. judge? Um, we're gonna get into all of that, but yeah. I think I thank you for teeing it up. Um, Perfect. And allow <laughs> allow me to take out my my driver here and just um, 
roll for a minute and feel free to chime in at any point because I'm going to get lost in the sauce. Go for it. (laughs) Um, You mentioned the first time you saw it. Um, I remember I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the theaters with my dad and this was my first like memorable theater experience. I think like really impactful one Um, because first of all, fire hazard, there were like people sitting in the aisles on the stairs in the theater. (laughs) Like, I guess the theater just didn't care at all and was like, yeah, just go on in. I'm sure there's tickets. I'm sure there's seats left. No. Um, My dad and I got a seat, however, so lucky for us. Um, When I walked out of this theater, Jackson, like, wow. Um, I, like, asked my dad, like, what happened in that movie? Because I was like, (laughs) I don't don't understand what just happened there. Yeah. so let me let me let me let me start kind of at the beginning um, of why I truly believe. Spoiler alert: that The Dark Knight is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> In my opinion, tell me. Who cares? Tell um, me why. So the first reason here, Jackson, is kind of what you said. I truly believe that The Dark Knight changed the way we consume popular culture movies and where movies would go for the course of the next like 14 years mm-hmm. after after this definitely i think 2008 in general when this came out was a turning point in movie entertainment um i think like comic book movies and superhero movies you know there were those movies before obviously you had your spider-mans you had your supermans your batmans i think it was very much um camp very campy and like really leaning into the superhero-ness of it all mm-hmm um, and then Batman Begins comes along and kind of, like you said, grounds it in reality and makes it a little more able to interact with it and touch with it and relate with it. Um, and I, then this came around. And then, like, I think it's easy to say that there's nothing bigger right now in, like, the cultural zeitgeist than superhero movies. Like, Oh, definitely, I think, yeah. I think the MCU and, like, all these movies are, like, definitely the thing that people are, like, you got to go see this, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think that everyone, for better or worse, like you said, is attempting to chase what the Dark Knight was and is. Um, and you kind of get it a little bit like it works and it doesn't work. Like, you know, you get Man of Steel a couple of years later and they try mm-hmm. to do the gritty take on Superman and it doesn't quite yeah. work. Um, so that's just not what Superman is. Um, no, he's, he's camp. Yeah, he is and, what the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, stuff like and that. I, th- I think that's, like, the power of, like, the Batman character, which leads me to my second point. Okay. In that Batman is just, like, I think one of the greatest, like, interesting, most confounding superheroes, in my opinion. I just, I grew up, like, loving Batman. Like, I played all the Batman games. I watched all of the Batman movies mm-hmm. for all their camp, whatever they were worth. And I, he's just, like, Batman is just, like, gritty, and he, like, is so complex. And, you know, you have your Marvel comics and your X-Men growing up. You did. Um, mm-hmm. but I was a big DC guy, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I loved... Uh you know, Teen Titans, the Justice League animated show, like the Batman animated series. I was I was loving all of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and, and I think like Batman as opposed to all 
all of those is I love the psychology of the character. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, even though he's been through, like, many iterations of, like, camp, like, from Adam West, Batman, yeah. to Michael Keaton, to where we are now, somehow every version, like, also works. And I yeah. think that is, like, kind of a testament to, like, the character almost. Because, like, even as much as, like, Batman and Robin, like, is bad, it's, like, incredible to watch also. It like is. hate It's watch very fun. <laughs> because it's just, there's something about it, man. I don't know. And, and yeah, so I think, first of all, Batman is very interesting to me as a character. Um, and then a third point I have. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have so many points, Jackson, just I'm <laughs> rattling. Um, one of my big obsessions, as you know, is the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And the Dark Knight was very interesting because it literally turned award ceremonies on its head, especially the Oscars. Um as we know, The Dark Knight, not nominated for Best Picture um, in 2008. Um, and then immediately, um, due to, uh, you can say fan backlash, you can say lack of cultural knowledge in touch with the people, the Academy, mm-hmm. with the moviegoers. Um, the next year, um, they expanded the number of nominees from five in 2009 Oscars to up to 10 the next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because this then allowed movies like the dark Knight to be nominated, to get nominated. Yeah. Um, so like the next year, like we mentioned, like you get up, you get avatar, mm-hmm. you get these big popcorn movies that wouldn't get the net, the recognition. Probably. I don't think black Panther gets nominated. No. Um, if not for the dark Knight. um, I think the dark Knight paved ways even in the most pretentious circles mm-hmm. I would of the academy to make waves and like turn the academy on its head and be like wow um this is what people like and we need to adapt and you know the oscars are very stingy and they don't always adapt very well um and they uh was ledger's they oscar was his oscar um like an honorary one or was that like a did he win that one like, he did he won he okay. won he won best support. Uh, uh, the Dark Knight won two uh, two uh, Oscars. Okay. Um, one for Legend, I think one for like sound or something. I don't remember the other one. But interesting. I don't you, know if I like Nolan's sound mixing. After watching The Dark Knight Rises, I was like, this is too loud. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, he does. He he does have a sometimes tendency it's insane. to. Um, he likes to get in his bag a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, one two. It was nominated for a few others in the technical categories, but. The main reason is that it didn't get the justice it deserved by modern moviegoers, I think. So it turned the whole thing on its on its head. Um, okay, and then the final thing I want to mention, and then I'll get off the importance of it to me, okay. and then we'll get into the actual <laughs> movie, because, damn. Um, it's just that, like, it's like the Empire Strikes Back of comic book movies. It's like yeah, the best, I think it's the best sequel ever made. Um, Ooh, Wow. Is that a, yeah? Is that an argument to be had? I think so. I think it's better than Empire. Um, I think it's better than Godfather Two. It's close, but I think it is. Um, and I personally like Godfather One. I don't know. Sue me. Um, but um, is it better than Shrek Two? I don't ooh, know. I don't know. Don't like, reply in the comments. Um, but then to get off my soapbox, I'll end with this: that I think this movie gives you the initial draw of the Batman and the Joker and like that makes it incredible. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. You get all that stuff. But 
I think the message of the movie, um, well, obviously the message of the movie isn't like, it's like sometimes uh, evil wins and that sucks. All right. And yeah. Batman didn't save the day. And this isn't a feel good movie at all. And everything gets blown apart. And I think that without the Batman and the Joker of it all, I think this movie works without all the Batman stuff. Like if this was just a movie and like Batman wasn't Batman and like Joker wasn't Joker and it was just two people, I think it's still an excellent movie. Like even like with the Harvey Dent storyline, like if you were to just to turn that into a movie of like this uh, prosecutor trying to take down like the most corrupt city, like in one go. Yeah. But like facing like mob violence and stuff throughout it would be like, that'd be really cool. Yeah, like the story is just compelling, right? Yeah. And I'm always asked, like, why I like movies with such depressing messages so much. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's not because I'm a cynic and want to watch the world burn. Um, It's because it's like unlike anything I've seen before. And when I was that little 11-year-old kid in the theater, I was like, wow, this is something different. I've never seen this. This is going to change the way I watch movies forever. And that's what The Dark Knight did for me when I was an 11-year-old boy in the movie theater with my dad. And and we haven't even, I haven't even mentioned like the meat and potatoes of the movie, what makes it so good. And that, on its surface, just the, the synopsis around it and everything that went around it in terms of like the Oscars and comic book movies and how it did define movies for like 20 years is why it sits so high on my list. Spoiler alert for List is Life when we get there, but it's up there. Yeah, um, it is up there for you. So enough of that. I'm going to get off my soapbox, Jackson. Let's get into it. Huh? Let's get into it. <laughs> um, so I think we should talk about the the Batman and Joker dichotomy in the movie, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, how do you feel about Christian Bale's Batman in this versus Heath Ledger's Joker in this? Because it's clearly very different than iterations we've seen before, right? Yeah, I mean, when looking at it, like, th- compared to other characters, like, iterations of, like, the Joker, uh, the only, like, really mainstream live one was uh, Jack Nicholson, who was definitely more campy and, like, fun, but also, yeah. like, evil. Like, he killed, like, a bunch of people and stuff. Um, but <laughs> Nice. Obviously. Um, and then there's obviously, yeah. like, the Cesar Romero portrayal and stuff, too, but that's also, like, campy, paint over the mustache kind of weirdness that <laughs> is the uh, from the 60s. Um, yeah. And then you have this Heath Ledger performance, which, to my understanding, when the casting news was out, like, fans were furious um, oh, yeah. about Heath it, Ledger. They despised his casting choice. He was was Brokeback... Yeah, I guess he was from Brokeback Mountain and 10 Things I Hate About You, and, like, that was... Like, he was, like, the like the pretty boy... Like, yeah. why would you pick him? Um, and then his performance was obviously, like, top-notch, uh, quintessential, like, Joker performance, I think, um, in a way that kind of uh, made... I don't think we need to see this character ever again in movies. And, and I would I, I thought that ever since we oh. saw Heath Ledger's performance. I don't think we, oh, yeah. we... We can just retire the character at this point because now you have weird Jared Leto sending, like, dead animals to co-stars so he could be like us like a 16th of what uh heath ledger was i don't know like stuff like that's very odd and joaquin phoenix was really good but like i don't know if we needed that movie or that story um and going to, going to batman really quick i like christian bale i feel, i'm gonna feel like i'm gonna be so negative here i don't know if i like him as 
like a bat like he's a great bruce wayne i, was I don't gonna know say if the same he's thing. i don't know if he's a good batman like like it he does feel like two different characters which is what you want but i also i want like i don't even know what i like really want from it but like he just feels so overshadowed in this movie which is totally fine like it's not always like it's it's about like gotham city is more of a character in this movie than bruce definitely. is definitely yeah um which is totally cool if that's like what you want but like i don't know it, it's it's not the it's a it's a great batman movie but it's not a great batman story if that makes sense uh, oh yeah not, i totally it's not, agree it's not about him in this which is totally fine like like um harvey dent's character is like so interesting in this movie and like one of my favorite parts about it um seeing his downfall and seeing like um bruce wanting to pass the torch on to him and like i don't know like all that stuff's crazy and like yeah, I think it's a very, um, like this movie has like the best Joker performance ever that we'll ever see and ever get. Yeah, and I think a Batman performance that can be topped, and, and I want to see it topped soon. Like, um, but Christian Bale delivered and he did a good job. It's just some of the, I guess like a lot of it could probably be like looked at from how Chris Nolan was directing it is like, oh well, we want this guy to be grounded. It's like okay, so you're gonna have. Right. Like a pretty slim, like dude who kind of just like does like the slowest punches on earth. <laughs> like <laughs> his fighting style is so slow sometimes that it like yeah. frustrates me. Um, like he'll just do like these like funny, like arm elbow punches and then like, like the, the punches after, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, but overall I would say the performances are really good and we're not even getting into the other ones yet, but like Joker, amazing Batman really, really saw a performance, but not my personal favorite. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. You know, I could make the argument that like he's meant to be that way, I yeah. guess, because he's supposed to be the stat, like you said, the grounded and the static. Yeah, and like really, I mean, again, a testament to the power of the movie because honestly, like that's not the most compelling part of the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Joker, like when Joker and Batman are together, and like that dichotomy of like the good and evil and the corruption is great, but the Harvey Dent. And Joker stuff like is the it's most so good. <laughs> compelling stuff. Um, and like you said, like the Joker, like Heath Ledger, like a huge reason why this movie is top of the top of the top for me. Because I mean, any any scene where he's in it, like you can't look away. Like he is a house on fire in this movie. I he I, is I, a, a giant stack of cash on fire in this movie. I'm only burning my half. <laughs> Um, that seems so yeah. cool. <laughs> when he slides down the mountain of cash, so fun. I told you, I'm a man of my word. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, how many Joker impressions do you think we're gonna do this episode? Too many. Cool. <laughs> I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean Heath Ledger. I mean, so so tragic and so sad to to see him uh, pass away. Like not before the before this movie was even released. Yeah. Um, which I think also helped the hype of the movie, but like even if he were alive still, I mean, the praise is deserved. Like yeah. this is an all-time performance, and it's outstanding. So I'm sure we'll talk a little more about Joker later, but um, I just wanted to mention him up top. You we mentioned Toothface. So let's, should we dive into our boy Aaron Eckhart as Toothface? Yeah. Is this his best performance that we've seen from him? You, dude, you're gonna sell I Frankenstein short. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad. This is like he did this movie, and then like he did that like, wasn't he in that guy the the Pizzo movie that was like not Hoosiers but like the football uh, one all all American my all American yeah something like that he was in that yeah right? that that came later and then like he had the like the white uh, Olympus has fallen movies yeah 
Um, so he kind of had that. He had Battle Los Angeles. I remember seeing in theaters. Poor dude. Give like, him like I was like something yeah. serious to work with, not like these actions. Like I don't know. Yeah. Give him give him a little something so, more. Was this his peak? Was this Aaron Eckhart's? Peak? I think so. Unfortunately, like he's great a, in it. Put him in another bummer. Nolan movie. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up again at this point. Yeah, um, I've got some. You know, Nolan likes to reuse a lot of his actors, which is fun. Michael really Caine, Michael Caine, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, some of the fun ones. I think that oh, like yeah. he's like in that tier where that would work really well. Where he's not like this huge star that he could just like come in and do a role and then get his paycheck and leave. But yeah, get your guy. Be the silly yeah. than Murphy. Um, Love him. But yeah, um, I like behind Joker. I think obviously Harvey Dent is like the most compelling. Ca- I wrote a I wrote a paper on this movie. Oh really? Tell me about um, it. In W one thirty one in high school. Shout out. <laughs> I um, thought you meant a more recent paper. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. In, in high, high school. school. I love it. <laughs> when I, in high school, when I was still very much in my bag on The Dark Knight, and okay. I wrote a paper on nihilism. And, oh, fun. Um, yeah. And I think, like, my teacher was like, Carter, are you okay? Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but no, you don't understand. Just let me write the paper. Um, <laughs> and I wrote about how, like, my thesis was, like, is it true that, like, everyone is inherently born evil but good slips in and then if you push them quick if you push them far enough then they'll they'll truly be corrupt you really had my, your joker moment <laughs> i did that was my joker moment i would have year of high school i would have definitely contacted the counselors if the counselors at our school would do anything um shout out oh. shout out <laughs> that's not really mean i'm just saying um, i don't think they would handle that no, at all. they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> and I was really in my, I was really in my bag, really going full Joker there. And like, obviously, like my conclusion of the paper was, who's to say, you know, who's to say? Because um, <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, be put somewhere for my thoughts, which I was just free thinking. <laughs> um, but like, uh, Harvey Dent, like Two Face, is like the basis of all of that, right? To take, like, and that's why I love this movie so much. Again, because it's because of the storyline, it's dark, but like. Harvey Dent is like the the best of the best and like even he was corrupted and pushed by by evil and if you're pushed mm-hmm. far enough and I that's just so such a great pairing of villains sometimes if you put more than two villains in a movie it doesn't work yeah um it's definitely Spider-Man hard to balance 3. it cough cough um, hey which you love, it's good hey, hey man <laughs> um but like I think the Joker and Two Face play off each other so well. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously the Joker is all about chaos and then Harvey Dent's whole thing is just leaving things to chance, which is chaos. Yeah. It's fair. Um, which is a great quote, by the way, in the movie. Um, it is a good quote. Um, and, and yeah, I just think that works so well. And let's just take a moment to talk about the CGI of his face. Um, it's really good when he drinks that alcohol insane. and you see it like sip, like go through his like mouth. Oh my oh, gosh. It's really cool. Yeah. Like terrifying you, his, as a kid. his eyeball and like his teeth Ugh. and like you see the muscle tendons in his jaw like that's impressive, impressive stuff however like, if that dude got like any dirt on his face like wouldn't he just be like Ugh. like oh, oh, yeah. i feel like that would like physically can't happen right like he has no eyelid i don't think is his no, eye just constantly dry <laughs> he's got to put eye drops in like every five <laughs> minutes off screen we don't see that part heads i put in eye drops tails i don't <laughs> Oh man, here, here. my my argument for that is he feels no pain anymore because he's so Poor desensitized. Poor guy. Yeah, let's talk about that um, for a second too. This movie has uh, the gall to kill off the love interest, which never happens. Uh, yeah, 
like ever it. i feel like uh it was very interesting um I liked it. It was definitely a surprise, like, because I remember watching it with Abby, and she was watching it for the first time. She's like, oh, no. And she was, like, just, like, yelling at the TV, being like, no yep. way. And then, like, it, it's such a surprise. Comparing it to, like, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it is kind of like uh, the term is, like, they fridged. They fridged her, which is, like, it goes back to DC Comics where uh, one of, I think it was Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern's girlfriend, was, like, killed and then, like, put into a fridge. So, like, other characters could develop about her death, like, and kind of, like, grow from her death, which I guess kind of happened in this. But, like, I thought it was really powerful and, like, did something uh, really good. But, yeah, it's Rachel's even, awesome. It's even more powerful, and we can – this can be used to segue into Maggie Gyllenhaal. But, That's great. Um, it's even more powerful because, like, it doesn't – it's not like it happens in, like, the final 15 minutes of the movie. It, like, is, like, smack dab in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And – and then there's still like an hour left of the movie and you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck? This movie, is this going to end well at all? And then it really kind of doesn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen The Dark Knight, yeah. why are you still listening to this? But um, but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal and how she's not Katie Holmes. Um, As a kid, never noticed. I, it didn't impact me at all in the slightest. Um, <laughs> Did you ever know? Like, uh, it's so... Uh, they look very similar, like, whenever you don't think about it. But I guess maybe if you, like, put them right next to each other, you'd be able to tell them apart. But, like, growing up, did not even know she was recast. I was like, oh, yeah, that that looks like the same yeah. person. I don't think it even really matters because, I mean, yeah, Katie Holmes is fine and Batman Begins. But that character is kind of just there to be the love interest, right? And, Interesting. Like, I, pref- I prefer, prefer Maggie Katie Gyllenhaal, Holmes? but I prefer the writing for her character in the first one. Oh, because okay. she she's the one that like whole scene where in the first I one guess she where, drives a lot. Yeah, she drives a lot of the scenes where yeah, where he, he like shows that he brought a gun to like the court procedure like proceedings and he was going to like shoot uh, the guy who killed his parents, uh, Joe Cool and or Joe Chill. One of those um, Joe Chill. Yeah, yeah, Joe Chill. Um, and he, she was like she slapped him and was like your father would be ashamed of you. Like all that. I thought it was like so that's good stuff. Great. That, like, is good that, stuff. that is like maybe my favorite scene in like the whole trilogy. I just love that, that back and forth, uh, in that scene. And she like really does a good job, but like, I would say in general, I think a Maggie Gyllenhaal is like, feels better. Like, I don't know. She just like, d- I don't know. Like she's, she has probably, does she have more screen time in this? Maybe not. Cause I guess she dies halfway through. I guess she dies halfway, but yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. But, but yeah, I really liked her performance regardless. And they recast, I don't know why they recasted her, but, um, they did a really good job with it. S- quote unquote scheduling conflicts. Uh, um, who knows what that backdoor dealings was. It's probably just Katie Holmes is a really good publicist right there. So <laughs> shout out to that. Shout um, out. but yeah, I, I like her a lot. I love her as like the foil between good and evil almost. Like she mm-hmm. is the, she is the dry. When you think about it, she really is the catalyst of the movie. Yeah. And really sets it into a different motion. So shout out Maggie Gyllenhaal, huh? How did she, she feel? Be, okay. Oh, sorry. Go on. You, no, you, I was just going to ask if she was the better Gyllenhaal. No. Um, yeah, I do love I her in that uh, she's in that Stranger Than Fiction movie. That movie's awesome, and she's great oh, in yeah. that. That's a cute movie. Very fun. Uh, but Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, come on. He's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, come on. Now, come on. Come on. Um, but I was going to say that how did you feel? I, since I just watched The Dark Knight Rises, uh-huh. they – I don't know if it was originally intended to be like an eight years later story. Um with right, like, after because after the passing. Yeah, with Heath Ledger, I imagine they were going to use him again to some extent. Yeah. But um, one thing I found 
to be really interesting in that was that they used the death of Harvey Dent to be like a huge story like like line for the whole oh yeah like movie which I thought was really interesting I th- I did think they actually used that pretty well one mm-hmm. thing I hated about the movie though is that Alfred waits eight years to read that letter back to Bruce. <laughs> After he's been mourning her death for eight years, being like, she was going to marry me. Like, I don't know why he waited that long. It was yeah, really that weird. Was, that's I tough like looks it. for Alfred. Yeah. Like, Alfred looks like a not a great dude in this, like, in the third movie, um, unfortunately, because Michael Caine is Yeah. Let's talk about Michael oh, Caine man. for a second. Man, well, come on. Let's, because I do want to, now that you've talked about it, I want to talk about his arc. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Michael Caine. Like, the... I think we talked a little bit on Batman Begins, but like, I mean, just the all-time Alfred, right? Best, like best the, Alfred, no doubt. He doesn't look like, anything like Alfred, you know. Like he's he's he doesn't have the mustache. He doesn't, I don't know. He does he doesn't give off Alfred vibes, but at the same time, it's perfect. It's 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 nothing will top it. I mean, this was. I mean, I want to say this was like my first Alfred, like when I saw the movie. So oh like, yeah, to me, absolutely. He is Alfred. Yeah. So that's fair. For but, me, mine was like the animated series Alfred. So that's like fair. it was it that's was more fair. like comic close like closer to comic stuff, but like the yeah. Alfred in cuz the Alfred in the Batman old Batman movies is the only recurring character that is never recasted in in, in those four movies and he is not I don't like him. I think he's very weird. Um Jeremy he Irons is pretty is, good. I, I think Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Irons is, is good. Yeah. He's different about, enough. Uh, what about Rafe Fiennes in the Lego Batman movie? He'd be good in live action too. Actually, he'd be interesting. I think so. But uh, in there, Andy Serkis, not excited about that for some reason. And I like Andy Serkis a lot. It just feels like a really. I just bad don't casting. want it to be like a like a they put a bunch of old makeup on him and. Yeah, well, what if they just like supposed to be? Uh, you know how we do these de aging? Can they like <laughs> age someone him? up? They did that to. Um, or no, didn't they de? Never mind. I was gonna say they did that to the kids in it, but they de-aged them for the second one. <laughs> it was very <laughs> they, weird. They they aged them up to look like Bill Hader and <laughs> James Macum. <but laughs> yeah, it's wild. Wow, they did that's that. crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So talking about um, um, Alfred in this movie, because yeah. obviously he burns the letter at the end, right, mm-hmm. and doesn't show him. Is this series as a whole more compelling if that if he never tells Bruce that? Ooh, like is that to like leave that unanswered? I like, kind of always the shadow. I, over I do the really thing. like that. Like it's like his secret from Bruce. It's his cross to bear for. I do like the rest that a of lot, time. It's like it's his. Um, it's his secret identity. He's protecting like, his kid. Yeah, I kind of like that. Let's rewrite it. Yeah, um, well, especially because I, I, it's it's easy to say that too, just because like the way they executed it in the third one was like not good. It was yeah. painful, and he used it as a weapon against Bruce, not as like a, hey, we need to have this talk. It, it was literally like a, oh, you really think that? Because like the whole like scene is like you shouldn't go out there and be Batman again. He's like, I'm gonna like Rachel wanted me to like she said I was like, I, I like the only reason I wanted to quit so I could be with Rachel, but she's dead and she was gonna be with me and like now what do I have? And and then he was like, she didn't want to be with you, and it was like man like. Wow, who's the That's real the right who's time. the real villain? <laughs> and then he left Alfred. for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like it was so. And then he came yeah. back after he heard that Bruce died, and he was like, "Oh, oh Master yeah. Wayne." Michael Caine like goes for it for us for. Uh, God, like, oh, he he's great. Uh, he's so I good. I failed you. That's oh, so, so sad. I almost cried watching it. And like, you're like, oh, oh it was so sad. Um, so yeah, Michael Caine. Um, 
Yeah, his character kind of flops, unfortunately. Like they yeah, just, but they don't write him very well in the third one. Yeah, but he's strong. He's awesome in, in the one. second one. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, how about Gary Oldman? Let's chat. Let's chat about our boy G. Old. This is peak Jim Gordon. We won't get a better Jim Gordon than this ever. You think? You think better than Jeffrey Wright will be? I love Jeffrey Wright. I love him a lot. I think it's really uh-huh. interesting casting to uh, cast him for for Gordon. For a yeah. lot of different reasons, uh, one because it's a corrupt police force, and like, and also he's a person of color on the police force, which like with all the current political stuff is like, and definitely like an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Wright is an amazing actor with an amazing voice. He's so good. Amazing voice. I, I just don't know if I see him as Gordon, but he's he's good, and I just I don't know like with Gary Oldman, he was someone who. I had seen on screen before, but didn't know it was him. Like I saw him as Sirius Black in the Harry Potter movies, and like he just transformed into that role so much that like he is just like my definitive Gordon. And I don't think I'll have anyone that personally tops that for me. I mean, I agree. I love I love his character. I think one of the weaker parts of the movie, but it still works for me completely because I turn a blind eye to everything, mm-hmm. um, all the flaws of the movie. Um, like when he like dies, quote unquote, gets shot, like yeah, kind of lazy storytelling. But again, you don't really care when he's revealed to be alive. You just don't ask questions. But yeah. um, other than that, like his arc is great. Um, like everything between him and and Two Face, and like like him, Harvey and Batman are like the three that are like the moral goodness of everything. Yeah, and like they all fail at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think he's just really good an all time screamer in this movie. He's great at <laughs> just yelling at people. Um, and an all time mustache. What can I say? Um, His mustache is so good, man. It's he's awesome. great. He's great. Um, but yeah, Gary Oldman, what a guy has his Oscar now. Good for him. All he had to do was put a fat suit on. Good for him. Oh yeah. I, I, I thought you were talking about Mank. I was like, did he win one for Mank? Oh, my no. man, Winston Churchill. Yeah. Also, again, going back to the third one, they really yep. just, he literally, his wife and kids, like, leave him. <laughs> and, like, yeah, they he's really about to get fired. Dirty. And so they much do st- everyone yeah. so dirty in the third one. I don't know one. why Nolan wanted to do that, but, like, he literally said, what if we t- took all the characters from the second one who had amazing character development and, like, amazing story beats and just made them at their lowest for, like, no reason? I, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't either, man. <laughs> but uh, we're we're gonna talk about some more great scenes with him. Let's in a minute, do it. I have some scenes to talk about. But lastly, I just want to mention if you had any, we'll talk about Morgan Freeman if you want to. Um, he's good, consistent. He's yeah. a consistent like through line through the whole trilogy. Like I don't think he has like he, development yeah. really in any of them, other than like. Yeah, he like, feels like the most comic booky to me. Yeah, he just I has agree. literally every line he has is just a quip at someone which is very like true fun. like that whole thing he says to the guy who comes in and blackmails bruce like the whole thing he's like, and, the, and your plan is to blackmail this person yeah good luck <laughs> so fun um he's great um when he asked when batman asks he he needs a new suit and he's like well three buttons is a little 90s mr wayne what a guy um <laughs> yeah he's great yeah, good stuff. And he has morals, too, when he's down and using the sonar thing. He's mm-hmm. like, man, man, I'm not going to work here if this is gone or if this is here. And then, and then they build a nuke in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh God. <laughs> yeah. What I, you know what I said about the Dark Knight Rises just unravels everything. Um, there's no really little little resolution. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm being such a downer because no, like, I just saw the movie. It's just it's, you're no. right. You're pointing out all these amazing things. So I'm like, man, they really just undid it in the next one. So and weird. you know what? It makes the Dark Knight even better. Um, because the Dark Knight Rises is not as good, so that's why it, it stands True. out to me. And <laughs> hey, this isn't this isn't the Dark Knight Rises episode. You're right. So we'll complain Dark about Knight. that on a later day. No, but we can still complain about it. But okay. Uh, but anyway, um, okay. Are there any other characters you want to mention before we move on to our favorite moment in the movie? Uh, yeah, I want to talk about Scarecrow making his awesome cameo in the beginning. <laughs> so good. Not and my he- diagnosis. He goes, he goes, uh, I told you my drugs would take you places. I never said they would, they would be places you wanted to go. Like, that's, a, that's, that's so great. fun. That's a great Ugh. line. I love Scarecrow. He's like my favorite uh, Batman villain. So anytime I get to see uh, good old Cillian Murphy doing some fun sca- Scarecrow stuff is uh, great. So Let, I love that since he we're on, it. Since we're on the tra- trend of Dark Knight Rises, do you, did you like his cameo in Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be Joker? Like it's in, like initially or something like was that true? Or did... uh, yes and no. I think I think that allegedly, yeah, people have okay. said that. People haven't, but yeah, yes. I like his whole like he has like this weird like robe that has like this like feathery stuff that looks kind of scarecrow esque. But yeah, him yeah. as like the the judge uh, in the apocalypse Gotham town uh, was pretty great. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that's a good that's a good little death touch. by exile. Very fun. <laughs> yeah. And then I just want to shout out uh, the Chechen, who's like, that's why we bring dogs. Love that guy. Um, <laughs> he's just like he's doing the most absurd accent. Uh, yeah, the I mobsters are good in this movie. Like the, They are. You see a lot of good. Like I think this is the best. These are the best mob, mobsters in the trilogy, I think, yeah, probably. Sh- shout out uh, Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. Very fun. Um, good, good job there. Um, okay, how about favorite moments in the movie, or do you have a favorite scene or scenes? Ooh, um, I mean, the intro scene of, like, the Joker introduction oh, the, of the heist, the bank heist. The bank, where they're all killing each other. so That's... cool. Uh, where they're, yeah, they're literally just killing off, like, one guy after another, and then, <laughs> no, 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 I kill the bus driver. The bus driver, what? And then, like, he gets hit by the bus, like, oh, it's awesome. I'm betting the Joker told you to kill me as soon as we loaded the cash. No, 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 I killed the bus driver. Bus driver? What bus driver? Uh, that moment's insane. That's so good because like it, it toys it toes the line so well of being like really gritty and real into like being very comic booky when the bus bus comes in and just decks the guy. That um, that I think shot it looks it so absolutely well. insane. It <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> that shot looks so weird, but hey, you know it's great. Whatever, uh, that one's pretty fun. Yeah. Love the hospital blowing up scene where uh, Heath Ledger like improvised because like the detonation wasn't going off like behind the scenes yeah. and they only had one go of it and he stayed in character and mm. knocked it out of the park like that was really cool I'm trying to think of other stuff um, basically any scene with the joker in it is yeah what I'm i mean yeah thus far that is um, great with, with heath ledger i know my favorite is definitely the interrogation scene you're garbage you kills for money don't talk like one of them you're not even if you'd like to be to them you're just a freak like me 
They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code, it's a bad joke. We've dropped at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, that's great, um, too. Like, everything from Gordon going in, and he's like, evening, commissioner. Yeah. And then, like, everything up to, I don't know, I guess I would count the whole sequence finally up to Rachel, like, biting the yeah. dust. Oh, no, absolutely. Like the, I want my one phone call bit where, like, the stomach phone bomb explodes is, like, yeah, so crazy. Um, and then, oh, you gotta, I mean, we're just gonna, like, talk about all the awesome parts. The the car chase. With the car oh, chase the, with the, uh, the Harvey convoy? being, yeah, the, con- yeah. You get yeah, the amazing, yeah, you get the, like, laughter uh, truck, but it says, like, slaughter on it instead, which is kind of funny. Slaughter is the best medicine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you, is that a bazooka? Like, you have some amazing lines. Oh, um, yeah. And then you also have the uh, crazy scene where they practically flip a semi truck that uh, scene like still which gives is me, like, crazy bumps like obviously they it, did but... it with like these i forget what they're called but like there are these like metal rods that go in the ground and just like shoot up with like airbag like uh yeah. propulsion <laughs> the and, behind like, the scenes footage of it is it's insane. insanely crazy uh that stuff's really fun too yeah, I think uh, we're just agreeing that every scene with Heath Ledger in it is <laughs> basically a rewatchable scene. Um, but yeah, the interrogation scene is is my favorite when he's just decking his head into the glass, and I mean that's where you get like the crux of the movie, right? He's like uh, these civilized people when they're pushed, they'll eat each other. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the crux of it all. And I and his make a. Uh, the Joker's makeup in that scene is like is my favorite. It's like you can almost see his actual face. It's like yeah. so chipped away, and man, that's just so good. Um, yeah, <laughs> Joker is yeah. a great character, guys. What about him? Um, do you have a favorite line? I have a lot written down. Um, Ooh, oh wait, one more scene. Uh, the uh, oh yeah, want to see a magic trick? And he puts the pencil in the table and, oh, he, and yeah. he slams the dude's head into it. Ta-da! It's gone. Like that's it's gone. How about a magic trick? I'm gonna make this pencil disappear. It's it's gone. So funny and so disgusting and like shocking the first time you see it. Um, yeah, crazy. it's it's wild. Um, and then I guess while we're on it, while we're talking about Heath Ledger scenes. Um, I enjoy very much um, him and Harvey in the in the hospital, Hi. where Harvey de- doesn't he <laughs> doesn't recognize him. him until he takes the mask <laughs> off. That's so crazy! Oh That's man, so that part's fun. so funny. I mean, to be fair, one of his eyes is probably so dry he can't yeah, see he anything was, out of that eye. <laughs> he was coming to. I'll give him yeah. some credit. Um, yeah, because he was refusing pain meds and wasn't getting skin grafts. Yeah, dude was in agony. He could not what see a straight. Guy. Poor dude. Poor guy. Literally, literally couldn't see straight. Probably. Literally. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to talk about favorite lines now, or do you have any other scenes? You might. Mm-hmm. We might mention scenes here with these lines too. Yeah, just like any of the stuff with the uh, uh, the mobs, the mobs meeting where he like does the pencil trick, where he's like. I, I, I thought my jokes were bad. Like he just like kind of like really hamming it up, like being. Oh, Probably yeah. the most Joker he is in the whole movie, as far as like 
just being like weird and like cork yeah. like you can't trust this dude like the joker should never be on any supervillain team up ever like you just can't no. ever trust the guy um but like whenever they're like <laughs> the guy stands up to like beat him up and he like pulls out his uh his jacket and it shows all the grenades, grenades that are just hanging from it. It's like so. Oh, he's like, let's not blow let's this not out of. Blow. <laughs> it's so good. And um, he goes, "You think you can steal from us and just walk away?" Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. Man. Yeah, that, that that that's probably like one of my favorite Joker moments in all of it. Just like him talking to other mob bosses and just like, oh, it's so good. I love that. What happened? Your balls drop off. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite lines. Um, I'm going to mention the obvious ones. Um, first, why so serious? Mm-hmm. Um, that We didn't even talk about that scene where he's like, you want to know how I got these scars, that yeah. whole. He does a different bit every time, which is. Yeah. Cool. Which, what's your interpretation of that? Because I've heard many different interpretations, but I think the one prevailing is that he's just an unreliable narrator and you can't trust oh, him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think what it comes down to especially like in the comics because at the time i don't think like the joker has an origin is like was a very common thing like and like which is why i'm not a huge fan of the joker movie because i don't think he He needs origin he needs one i think that's like what makes him interesting is that nobody knows who he is and stuff and i think that's kind of cool and like you get it a lot like he doesn't have any fingerprints his dental records don't match anything all of his clothes are custom and he doesn't even have a true origin story for his scars. Like, I think, like, and he purposely tells lies every time about his backstory. And I think that's really fun and weird. I don't know. I just like that a lot. It's so fun. No, it's, it's great. I love, I love mysterious characters in, in movies. I feel like that, that's why this, and I don't know if you've seen No Country for Old Men, but, like, yeah. mm-hmm. him and, like, and Javier Bardem in that movie are just, like, so close in my mind. Of just like see that. mysterious characters who like are just like doing things out here for the heck of it. It's it's some good stuff. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, yeah, you want to know how I got these scars? Um, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Um, <laughs> that one's iconic. Great. That was my um, in college. That was my uh, login ID password. Um, That's my, so embarrassing. You should not have told us that. I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I have no shame about it. I love it. it. Carter, um, that is amazing. I just want thank to say. You. That's, that's great. How I, that's how I got into my canvas every day. So <laughs> shout out to that. Um, madness is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. That's a great one. That's 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 beautiful. Um, Rachel! No! Um, that one's great. Yeah, I love, anytime I Harvey yells Rachel. I do want to say really quick, I do love the Two-Face uh, re-origin, how they like mixed it up for this movie, because traditionally in the comics, a, a mobster who he's prosecuting just like throws acid on his face, which is, uh, it's a little, yeah, that and it makes uh, him like crazy, but this one is like, oh no, he's like fly, so torn fly. up from like, from a lost love that he's just like hell-bent on vengeance and basing it around like 50-50 chance, which is like pretty fun and pretty cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like I like the whole bit of like I make my own luck with his quarter, and then you realize it's like a double, like a double, uh, double sided coin. Wait, is that what you yeah. call it? Like it has two heads. That's what I meant to say. But then like it gets scarred, and it's like a normal. Yeah, coin. yeah, yeah. Crazy. I guess every, I guess every coin is a double sided coin. coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um, is that an homage in like the court scene where he is? 
where he's interrogating that guy and he pulls out pulls a gun. Pulls a gun on him. I, I imagine like, so. It's probably. That's nice. That seems awesome. And he like hostile. takes the gun apart. Hostile? Hostile? Yeah. And he, yeah. he punches him and he takes the gun. He's like made in China or whatever. He goes, if you're going to assassinate a public figure, I recommend you buy American or something like that. Like that's so yeah, fun. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's so a good quote. Yeah. He's Gosh. really cool. Great stuff. Um, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Also great. There's so many. Oh, man. So many good lines. Um, you know the thing about chaos. It's fair. Um, mm-hmm. Here's one of my favorites. You know, in their last moments, people show you who they really are. So in a way, I know your friends better than you ever did. Would you like to know which of them were cowards? Yeah, that's a that's, that's, that's so a crazy good. line. The writing <laughs> for this so movie good. is like really good. And Nolan, I think Nolan... As broy as he is, like as film broy as his movies often get categorized as, I think he writes dialogue like insanely well. Like I, I, I was talking to Abby about this. I, I think he, he nails the humor that Marvel kind of wishes it could get. Like mm. it, it's like fast paced and like kind of dry, but like it hits all it all the. I think the banter in Nolan movies are amazing. Like every single time, um, way better than yeah. Like nothing, Joss nothing Sweden feels forced or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it's a big help for because his brother like writes most of his screenplays with him. Oh, really? Okay. um, Jonathan Nolan. So I bet that really helps because I'm sure Christopher Nolan gets like really um, big picture probably at times. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Jonathan kind of reels him in at times. So very. But yeah, the two of them together, like just, yeah, great stuff. Um, Do you have any other favorite lines? That's all I had written down. Um. Ah, da, 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 da. Let's not blow <laughs> this out of proportion. That's a fun one. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the night is darkest right before the dawn, and I promise you the dawn is coming. That's a good one. Now. Oh, yeah. Things are worse than ever. Yes, they are. The night is darkest just before the dawn. And I promise you the dawn is coming. That's a and good then one. the the um, scarecrow one I said earlier is also awesome. Of course. Um, oh, and then when Batman's like, "Let her go," he's like, "Very poor choice of words." Drops, <laughs> he drops her out her. the window. Gosh, <laughs> man, Joker dialogue, great stuff. Um, all also, right. I um, like the I like the shoe knife. I think that's cool. Oh yeah, and then that's he kicks good. him. I think that's I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm about to get to our miscellaneous categories. Oh, so. Yeah, really quick. Also. Uh, I think the boat scene, like the trolley problem is really fun that like the way he like makes these prisoners and these like civilians like pick who lives or dies is very cool. And then I also love that in the building where like he's infiltrating, he has to fight the SWAT team because the Joker switched the hostages to look like, uh, look like the bad guys and the bad guys are disguised as like doctor hostages. Like it's very cool. Um, I love that. That's so cool. And so he has Fun to like fact. take out the doctors and like stop the SWAT team and save like the, like the good guys dressed up as bad guys. It's so fun. Yeah. Fun fact, that scene, that final scene is filmed in the unfinished Trump tower in Chicago. No way. Really? Way. Wait. Yeah. The Trump it. tower is that new? Yeah. Really? Crazy, right? Yeah. I didn't know it was you'll that s- new. I just assumed it has always like, been there. Trump Tower is so tacky. Like, Yeah, it is. Um, if the Trump, if the letters weren't on there, it's a beautiful building on the outside. But on the inside? Everything, like, yeah. Everything on good. the inside makes it, uh, yeah. I watched a uh, documentary this week about, like, Trump and his, like, like, narcissistic tendencies and stuff. And it was, like, basically a bunch of, like, psychiatrists just, like, talking about 
uh, like Trump and like gaslighting and like all these different traits and stuff. But they talked yeah. about like the Trump Tower in New York and how it's like all brass and pink marble. And it is like the ugliest interior. It's so tacky. Anyways, besides that, uh, that seems really cool though. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Batman. Uh, yes, Batman. <laughs> okay, uh, biggest uh, take, take away from the film. What's the, the message of the film for you? What do, what do you take away here, Jackson? Um, ooh, my takeaway. I mean, like, I the can, biggest uh, moment, like, what's crazy to me is that, like, the final act, or, like, the final act, the final scene isn't, like, a Joker-Batman standoff. It's, like, you're about, to, like, the Joker got caught, and he's, like, no, you don't understand. I've won. Like, you think you saved these people, but, like, I turned the best person of Gotham into a bad guy. Like, he he's broken, and, not, like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I yeah. won. And, and, like, to see Batman, like, First of all, the whole scene between Gordon and his family and Dent, and he's like, tell your son it's going to be okay. Like, all that stuff is crazy. And, like, in retrospect, I get why his family leaves him because that's insane. And then, like, and then. That's traumatic as hell. It's so traumatic. And then, and then uh, Gordon, like, lies to the public and says that he's a hero and stuff. Like, that would be very damaging to the family, I imagine. So, like, I yeah. don't blame them uh, for leaving in the slightest because that's pretty crazy. Uh, but, like, Batman taking the fall and being like, well, it's like we don't we don't need him to be a hero right now. We need him to be something else. Like that's like really cool, and like that's kind of what I take away from it. It's like him being chased. It's like why do we why does he run? Because we need because him we have to. to chase him. Yeah, we have to chase yeah. him. Like it's so good. Like oh, I love that part. So fun. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like the message is very cynical, but the takeaway is that the best of the best. You know, they sometimes they can't be the best, man. Yeah. Um. The night is darkest just before the dawn, but you know, sometimes the dawn doesn't come. It certainly doesn't in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Things are always going to get worse before they get better. Shout out to Alfred, huh? Um, I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, hit me with them. How would you want the sequel to go if it wasn't like, because I feel like in eight years later, right after that moment, it feels so weird for them to say we have to chase him because that's what we need. And then for him to go into hiding for eight years it just feels like yeah like, that doesn't make I sense wish. or like it doesn't feel like the right direction for it i don't I mean, know what what you would have done really is i guess like really don't have the joker in it as much but you do yeah. need him in there i think definitely but i mean i i always wanted to see the riddler in this universe in this nolan universe that would have been fun yeah um, bane felt so. like such a weird choice especially with the direction that they went with him just by making him like a terrorist yeah. It was fine. I did like his, like, drive, though, because I did like the Ra's al Ghul stuff from the first one, so it was fun to kind of yeah. continue that a little bit. I didn't love the direction they took it, though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Riddler um, would have made a lot of sense for this. Yeah. Because, no, like, we needed more to... of a detective story for him. Yeah, because yeah. you don't really get to see Christian Bale do the whole detective Batman yeah. in these iterations, which is why I'm really excited about the Batman. I really because... do think Robert Pattinson is going to, going to be, like, my favorite batman personally yeah i think he's gonna I'm be very good. excited um so i'm amped for that um okay um any random details that we love um i have a few written down here and i just want to mention Hans zimmer um please do this sound this soundtrack is, is sick um this giant like like that's just like that puts you like on edge like you put your hairs on end on your arm and sometimes and like so powerful. I love that. Um, the city of Chicago is mm-hmm. my home now. And um, 
Every day I wake up and I get to walk around in Gotham. and That's pretty fun. That What, what more could you want? Yeah, um, where to you is the real life, like where is Gotham on the U.S. map if it were to replace a city? Is it Chicago for you? I mean, it's Chicago for me. Okay. It's just because it's so ingrained in my brain at this point. I guess a little bit of Pittsburgh flows in there too Interesting. now because that's where – I think that's where a lot of Batman Begins was filmed. Really? Um, I didn't know that. And that's a little dirtier. It's a little more – grittier in Batman Begins obviously so that version yeah. of Gotham that makes sense but like the realistic version for me is it feels like Chicago to me very oh, much so cool. um, but yeah especially like Lower Wacker in Chicago is like where like all the stuff when they're in the semi truck under the streets it's so yeah like the under street stuff is so cool yeah like all of that feels very Gotham to me and every time I drive down there I'm like wow I'm in Gotham um <laughs> The bat pod we haven't even mentioned. Um, yeah, the bike is so cool, especially when, when it he, turns. When it turns, the tires. Um, yeah, so cool. And then when he like drives onto the wall and like he goes up on the wall and then he turns it and then he's back yeah, facing the other it's one. Awesome. Like, that, it's so that's cool. so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my miscellaneouses was: Does Aaron Eckhart deserve more work? So I think we already covered that. Um, yeah, I think he does. Put him in a Nolan movie. That just feels like a good, comfortable spot for him. Yeah. Where he'd do I well. I think so. Give him a lane. Um, uh, Ledger making the makeup design himself from, like, CVS. He just got a bunch of materials. Really? I didn't know that. did it himself. Um, wow. And then they kind of fixed it up a little bit once he came. And obviously the prosthetics came later, but That's he came really up with the whole cool. design himself, which is very cool. That's so um, funny. I imagine it didn't look good when he did it, which is kind of what's funny no. about it. Because, like, <laughs> everyone shows who up, does like, it for Halloween, like, it always looks terrible. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I, I dressed up as Joker for Halloween That's once, so for sure. funny. Had the so makeup. Had we sent a pic. picture. We'll post it on the, on the Instagram. Oh, yeah. I got to find a pic. Yeah, I'll find a picture of it. I'll have to text my mom. Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, That's a really cool detail, though. I didn't know that. Yeah, and like when he, you know, how he licks his lips at all all the time in the movie. Yeah, that was that was his choice, right? That was like a cool little tick that he wanted to put in. It was because the prosthetics would keep coming off on his. Um, no way. Okay. So oh, it fun. just became a part of his character that's that he was really always fun. licking them because they were falling off. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's hilarious. Is that great? Um, this was the first comic book movie to hit one billion dollars worldwide at the box office. Um, wow. Pretty sick. Um. Christopher Nolan during filming destroyed only one of four IMAX cameras at the time. Um, so, so nice, nice job there. That's an expensive. Oh my gosh. What a mistake. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last two notes I want to mention before we move on is just the potential Joker castings and the potential two face castings for um, in the future. I have, no, I have four names of people that were co- uh, at least considered. At oh, one okay. Point. Okay. Um, it seems the most um, prominent one um, was Paul Bettany as Joker. Um, what? That's that was the one that had most traction as maybe being a strong contender. But allegedly Heath Ledger was always like Nolan's guy. They had talked at a very early stage and like he became the guy. But um, I think we talked about this before that Robin Williams was also considered at one point. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting. That's not. Uh, that's well, not he good. was considered for the original one, not this one, right? Right, and he yeah. was also 
slightly considered for this. Uh, oh, allegedly. really? Interesting. Who knows in what context these last two names, including <laughs> yeah. Robin, were? But they're they're mentioned when I when I looked up casting what ifs. Um, Adrian Brody. Um, that one would have been really on. good, I think. Actually, I think so. I th- that he has like the face for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. He has a Joker face for yeah. sure. Um, and then <laughs> this last one is ridiculous. Um, Steve Carell. Is. That one is that one wouldn't be good. I don't think. I think that one would be really bad. That's too campy and too. Uh, that feels Caesar Romero to me. That's very um, Caesar Romero. Yeah. So so no to that. Um, okay, I have um, two two faced ones that are just whatever, and then two that are actually a little intriguing. Okay. Um, the first two being Josh Lucas and Ryan Phillippe. Um, I don't know either. Who are just. Of them. Yeah, which is why I mentioned them first. Um, they're kind of character actors. They show up in uh, – Josh Lucas is in, like, Glory Road and Sweet okay. Home Alabama and Ford vs. Ferrari. Ryan Phillippe is, like, not a huge star anymore, but he was big in the 2000s. I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. Um, others – what's that one? She's the Man, I think. He might be in that. She's cool. all that. I don't know. Never one seen of those. Of them, but He's the Man on Netflix. Yeah, all right. That's our next week episode. Please no. no. Um, <laughs> um, Liev Schreiber, Two Face. Ooh, as Two Face, that's interesting. I like Liev Schreiber a lot. You like um, that? Yeah, he's great. He's Kingpin, and he's in uh, uh, Spotlight. He's really good in Spotlight. Ooh, he's great. Ooh, yeah. Um, how dare you not mention X Men Origins Wolverine? Jeez, that, he is in that too. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Not thank great. You. Not great. Um. And then the final one, I want your opinion on um, Mark Ruffalo. Ooh, <laughs> great silence there. <laughs> I, the thing is, I'm I've, t- I've said this before. I'm always torn on if Mark Ruffalo is actually acting or if he's just doing Mark Ruffalo bits, like he's where he's just, just being, being himself. Um, I that, think that would be true. interesting, though. I could see him in that role. He was great in Spotlight, so I could see him as like a lawyer type. Yeah, but some of his like. The way he speaks, like, is sometimes really weird um, and rambly. Yeah. It's more like nerdy than like confident lawyer. It's like neurotic. Yeah, very neurotic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, those are my little miscellaneous. Uh, I could go on and on that's about random facts about the movie, but um, that's all I got. Um, do you know? Okay, first of all, do you want to see Joker again in like this, the Batman movie, like in um, this new trilogy or however many movies it's gonna be? It's always really hard for me to see a new Joker because yeah. like Heath Ledger is my Joker, totally but fair. like then people come along like, Jared like Leto. I totally we didn't yeah Jared Leto <laughs> is whatever, Walking <laughs> Phoenix is like doesn't even feel like Joker to me it just feels like Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver to He's me really but good. just with yeah. clown makeup it's impressive um, but like but then like you hear Mark Hamill and then He's you're like He's the yeah He's my favorite can, Joker personally but. Yeah, like, like if Mark Hamill wanted to be the Joker, I'd be all for that because in it's live a action, yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, <laughs> that'd be give fun. him like a Hannibal Lecter role in a Batman movie. That would yeah, be cool. that would be, be really cool. Um, so like, I appreciate when people do new takes on the Joker as long as they're new takes. If someone's trying to do Heath Ledger's Joker, then yeah, 
no thanks. Like I was kind of excited when I heard Jared Leto was going to be Joker. I was too. I was one of the defenders because like all the photos came out. I was like, no guys, like Jared Leto is a good actor. Like he was Oscar nominated. They're doing a different like thing with him. He's going to be more mobster. Like it's going to be kind of cool. And then I was like, man, this sucks. (laughs) This is not good. We ate the crow on that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, and then Joaquin was good because I th- I liked Joaquin because like Bat it was just like his thing. Even though you can say whatever you want about the origin, if, if we didn't need it or whatever, yeah. I don't think well, we did. I think it but, worked for the like. I don't think you could do a Joker movie if he wasn't going to have his origin story. Like I don't think it would right. make sense. So like, yeah, if you're gonna do it, I guess do it that way. Yeah, and but, I'm concerned about yeah. Joker too. Uh, I keep forgetting they they said they'd do a that second that's, one. That that's happening. Yeah. Oh. Um. um yeah, I so forgot I'm very about concerned that. about that. Poor Joaquin um, Phoenix, he's gonna be skinny for so long. That poor yeah. dude. Yeah. So I don't know if if the Joker comes along in this Robert Pattinson iteration eventually. Um, I'd be interested to see who it would be. And I always have an open mind, but always Heath Ledger stands above all to me. I think Two Face definitely should show up, at least just as like a lawyer, just to kind of expand the universe a little bit. Yeah. Bring Billy D. Williams back. He's way too old now. I would not want to. At the <laughs> he's, time, he's, that would have been amazing to see him yeah. like, do Two-Face. Yeah, Definitely not sure. in shape or anything to like kind of do that, unfortunately. but Man, what are you talking about? Rise of Skywalker, he was great. Um, he, he was fun to see, but whew, he was... Yeah, but that's not he, a good He had let it go, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Jackson, any final thoughts on The Dark Knight? Um, yeah, I wanted to say the scene where he goes to Hong Kong is really cool, and then he like gets back into the plane. We didn't talk about that, but that's awesome. Oh, Skyhook. The Skyhook yeah. is really cool. <laughs> I thought it was fun. fun. stuff. These, and I was explaining to, I was talking to Abby with it. She was like, these don't feel like superhero movies. And I agree. I think they're more like spy movies, kind of like disguised as... Yeah, absolutely. Like, or at least, like, the third one is, like, a spy movie. The second one, at times, feels like it's a spy movie. But, like, it, it, it's a mix between, like, a nin, like a like a samurai western story meets, like, spy at times. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, I, I mean, totally to be agree. fair, a lot of stories do draw from those those types of stories. But, like, it feels, like, extra heavy, like, in these movies, which I do like. Um, it's just definitely not a traditional superhero movie. And while I love what it... Like while it what it does and how it like affected the movie genre and the soup I think it boosted the superhero genre like it expanded its life decades because of yeah. these movies. Oh yeah. I just don't yeah. know if I love the the darker movies that came out because of it that like just weren't good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean for better and worse, like all, the whole the whole way the DCEU went was was probably yeah. was like trying to. Mem- to emulate that right? yeah like to and for, like extent. and it, it isn't nice that marvel at least kind of stayed away from that like they were like no nah, we're gonna do our own like kind of more fun thing over here which i think worked out for them yeah. way better in the long run Absolutely. Uh, because like really with dc you got like the Arrowverse on cw which was just trying to be batman for a really long time and it was like pretty uh-huh. painful um and then <laughs> you get like the Zack snyder stuff which isn't what Batman? I don't think he. I don't think Zack Snyder understands any of the characters he's he's doing. Unfortunately, like he didn't no. get Superman. He. I don't. I like. I don't know if I like Ben Affleck more than uh, Christian Bale as Batman, but like, he looks really cool. I don't know. I he's don't know how good, to feel. About he's a good it. Batman. Uh, I think he's a pretty good Batman. But yeah, yeah, the writing just doesn't understand his character at all. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good Batman stuck in a in a bad movie. Yeah. So. That's how I feel about. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. 
Anyway, there we go. That's <laughs> totally fair. Yeah, um, guys, the Dark Knight. Um, check Sorry, it out. We, we rambled on there, but yeah, it's it's fun. No, it's on HBO Max. I think it is on right HBO now. Max. Yeah, check it out. Um, it is. Um, spoiler alert for the list is life, which will probably be a five second um se- session today. Um, <laughs> but it's it's top tier, guys. And yeah. Anyway, Jackson, should we move on? Yes, let's move on to. The list is life. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. All right, um, guys, uh, The Dark Knight. Um, it's number one on my my list. Um, it's great. It's a great movie for all the reasons that we've mentioned before, and for the soapbox I was on for like fifteen minutes at the beginning. So yes, The Dark Knight. Okay, Jackson, let's move on again <laughs> to I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. All right. What are we checking out this week, buddy? Uh, I mean, this week I am obviously recommending The Dark Knight because we talked about it and it's good and fun and cool. Um, I'm also going to recommend 2001 A Space Odyssey. I know you guys Absolutely. have probably heard of it or seen it or whatever. I'm definitely late uh, by about 60 plus years. <laughs> um, but man, it's cool. It's awesome. Uh, technological... Uh, achievement in every aspect hal is scary he sings oh it's terrifying so good oh so freaky afraid i can't do that daisy Um, very scary (laughs) um and then on top of that i'm just going to recommend the newest marvel movie comes out this week uh shang chi shang chi legend of the ten rings i don't know how that's pronounced officially um but it's going to be awesome. We'll find out. Simu Liu is going to kick ass and do cool stunts. And I'm excited for cool Asian representation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Heck yeah. Heck and yeah. I think we're going to be reviewing that next week. Yeah. Yes, we are. It's going to be a blast. Amazing. So watch that so you can stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. So I, I'm going to echo everything Jackson just said uh, to a T. And then also I'm going to encourage everyone to check out Ted Lasso. Because Ooh. the show's really going somewhere, and I'm excited about it. Cool. Um, I still need to check that cor- out. Yeah, it's rounding a corner. But you need to wait because you don't have Apple TV, right? Uh, well, I have access to it. Oh, okay. So I need so to I was like, gonna say, get the passwords. If you, you know, if you don't, then you should just wait till season two is done, and then do the free trial, and then just I blaze through it. I see. What you're but saying. I mean, I'm not promoting th- theft on the show here. But, I am. Uh, I like to promote. That's a quote from a Over the Garden Wall. But that's fine. Nice. nice. Horse, is that a quote it. from The Dark Knight? I wouldn't know, clearly. Nope. <laughs> um, anyway, um, guys, this has been great. Um, where, <laughs> uh, where, where, where can they follow us, Jackson? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. We uh, post memes about movies and we do little games and tournaments and fun little stuff. Uh, with last week's episode of recasting the entire MCU, I made a very cool graphic of yes, a lot of our characters that we recasted. It took me like way too long to make, so go like that so I feel a little bit better about myself. Um, Please. But yeah. Please do. Also listen to that episode. It's doing good numbers and it makes me happy. So Yeah, we love it. Love um, it. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening um, to me be a little in my bag. Probably rambled on a little bit, but... I love this movie. And Jackson loves this movie too. Mm -hmm. He'll admit he knows it and we know it. Uh, But thank you. We love you. Thanks for listening to us ramble about movies. We really appreciate 
your listenership and support. You're why we do it, folks. We love you guys. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.